So today we're interviewing the wonderful Helen Ward from my hometown, Bolton. And we're going to be talking about business, careers, social media, trolls and scandals, I guess, with with you, Helen. Brilliant. (laughs) To to ease you into it, first of all, we're going to do a quick fire round. So no thinking about it. Just say what comes into your head. It's nothing too intense. Okay. I I actually should have put more controversial ones in there with you, actually. (laughs) But I'm not. Okay, so lashes or brows? Brows. Employed or self-employed? Self-employed. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Selfie or candid? Selfie, definitely. University or work experience? Mm, for me, yeah. I can't do uni, no, so bloody fucking hell, <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, 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 um, work just experience. work experience, definitely. Love Island or Big Brother? Big Brother. Night in or night out? Uh, night out. Brexit or remain? I can't answer that because I don't understand any of it. I don't know, I don't get it. Bolton or Dublin? Dublin. Perfect, that's it, Helen. Congratulations on getting through your quick fire round. <laughs> what yeah. do I get? <laughs> you got 10 out of 10, well done. Um, right, okay, so what I want to touch on, first of all then, with that is university or work experience. She was like, oh, it depends on the person. Yeah. What did you do? So, um, one of my goals in life is, and still is, to go to university. But I, well, I have been to uni, but I only lasted two weeks because I just cannot sit in a room and without being disruptive, I want to annoy people. <laughs> like, if I'm in a dead quiet room and there's a board in front of me, I really, really want to learn. Like, the whole thing of, like, learning, yeah. But put me around people that are dead silent and stuff. I just want to do stupid, stupid things. So. Is this because you're an entertainer or because you've got ADHD? I've always been a bit... <laughs> <laughs> That's what my best friend always says I've got. But no, um, I would love to still go. It is something that I'm going to work on doing eventually. Do you, what would you do at uni? Um, probably something in youth work. I'm like really big on the whole working with um, teenagers, especially is something that I've always, always wanted to work work around. Teenagers with difficulties, with traumatic backgrounds and things like that. Um, just trying to kind of, I think there's too much pussyfooting that goes around now. And I think people that have been through their own experiences should try and channel those experiences into working with people that have had problems rather than people who have come from the perfect background yeah. and don't really know what they're talking about. I don't think teenagers can relate to people like that. Yeah, no, I think you would be, um, like, respected amongst it. Because they need teenagers as well. Like, so I remember, obviously, when I was growing up and a teenager, <laughs> saying so on. But, like, the best people, so I went to Bolton Lads and Girls Club, and the yeah. best people there, like, the mentors that they had there was just common as much people who yeah. had similar experiences. So yeah. I could, under, could understand that. Thanks, like, Michaela, I did that course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you being good. Though. So what was you like at school? I mean, um, I went to, so for the listeners as well, I did go to school with Helen. But I remember Michaela at school. <laughs> I was really nice. <laughs> this is about you, not me. <laughs> Say no more. Um, yeah, we was, she was a few years younger than me, though, weren't we? So yeah. we didn't like, hang about with each other no. or anything. But, so, I know, so I know a little bit about Went to the school reunion, though, didn't we? Yeah, that was a good night. That it? was a good night, yeah. And do you know what? I'd just finished filming. Oh, no, tried, I told tried you robbing that. the burger van. <laughs> God, I'm sick. I think Sorry. I've been at The Apprentice about two days. It was my first drink as well, so I got absolutely hammered. <laughs> Pushing people around in wheelchairs. Anyway, yeah. No, so school, um, school was great for me. It was a massive escape mechanism for me because I had a really dry, horrible, crappy home life where, like, I've been the black sheep of my family since 
day dot. Like, I'm still waiting for someone to come forward and say, don't worry, Helen, we are your parents. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't meant to be here. You've been misplaced. Why? Like, what? What do you mean? I've just, like... Uh, my dad's kind of like he's like really bright he's a pianist and and then my mum wasn't in, wasn't intelligent but she's quite like a, I don't know I say she's like sweet nature see I have she's got Alzheimer's now so it's kind of like can you really slag off someone that was ill but when she wasn't ill she wasn't like the best mum so I'm only being honest like so. quite like because she was so different too like she had a really or... crap relationship with my dad so they came from the stereotypical my mum got pregnant damn let's get married because we're Catholics and then we'll carry on breeding and then we'll just take it out on our kids which was me usually because my dad for some reason my dad was like a proper like chauvinist narcissist um doesn't really like women who aren't intelligent and unfortunately for him he was blessed with someone who doesn't really have I'm not I haven't got the brains like academically at all and that used to really piss him off he was embarrassed of that so so you always felt like you wasn't quite achieving what I wasn't I was never achieving what I needed to and it kind of never met his standards so as a kid like everyone remembers being a kid like if you feel like I mean being a mum I know for a fact the one thing that works more than anything in this world is incentive that is the best thing that I've ever ever done with my son is if he does this that and the other if he meets his target then or if he does you know you know like he dips some waves in his behavior and whatever if he if he kind of keeps up his behavior there's a massive incentive at the end of it there is a prize at the end of it like but when i was younger which i think i'm speaking for like a lot of kids and stuff i think parenting's changed as you get older there was just no point in me being good and he enjoyed being a little shit half the time at school so um so is it like an attention thing that any i suppose yeah any attention it didn't bother me getting in trouble getting in trouble just didn't didn't bother me whatsoever um because it was always a group of us anyway it wasn't just like me on my own i've always had kind of like always had the same best friend as well so we always got into mischief and stuff together and so was you really naughty or was it just like yeah just mischief or was um, it like quite extreme we did do some daft stuff like you know we were a bit bored at dinner time so we decided to buy some ease and things (laughs) like that (laughs) So, yeah, extreme. That, that would be classed as extreme, Helen. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. We do some da- we, no, we, we were. I actually remember we were just like, it was raining and we were like, I'm so bored. I've heard that someone's got some ease. Should we buy an E? And then we didn't want the E, so we sold it for, we we gave it our mate in exchange for a dinner ticket. And then she OD'd and we all got arrested. Oh, what the fuck? So, yeah. I mean, your book is going to be interesting. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like a roller coaster read, and that's what I want. I want it to. Be, obviously, not everyone's going to be able to relate to it, but I just kind of. It's one of those like, if you're not open minded and you're stuck up your own ass and you're not interested in changing your opinion on someone, don't waste your fourteen ninety nine because yeah. there's no point. Like, but if you are open minded and you like a bit of a roller coaster read. And, you know, that that's what I wanted. That's why it's taken me two years to do it because it's, I had to have it right and it's been written once. I read it back and I was like, like, is that my life? Like, can someone just put a bullet in my head? No, <laughs> like, this is bad. So I've had to kind of get that balance because yeah. as much as like, some of the book sounds really, really negative and it really is. Some of it, it, some of it isn't to be made light of, but then some bits... To me, like, I think people take things way too seriously. Like, school life and things like that, for me, like, as much as, yeah, if I could have done that, I'd have done a lot better. 
But I just don't think I'm that way inclined. Yes. Yeah, so and they were the they're best changing like the school system now, though, aren't they? As well, so that people who aren't as academic, then they've got other options. There should, there should be. An, give me something hands on. Like I don't know. How I'm <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> For God's sake, Helen. Sorry, right. Give me something hands-on and I'm fine. <laughs> and the Excel. That's where I make my money. Five star. <laughs> but, fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but, no, like... Yeah. I'm not even... See, more like, so if it was like, well, you do eyebrows, if things like this, yeah. like instruction or her like, honestly, or... For in, yeah, for example, like, give me, like, loads of eyebrows to do. And I'm fine. And I swear to God, I must drive my clients insane. Because if they email me or they text me or something, I can't. I can read something and I'm like, I can't even read it. I don't even know what that says. Like, yeah, I mean, I so actually do my eyebrows about two months ago and then about a month later, I was like, oh, sorry, I've just I'm seen so bad for it. I'm so, so bad for that. Like, And I think people probably think I'm like lying. when I, But I'm like, I genuinely really struggle to like, if an email comes through, I have to read it about five times for yeah. it to actually sink in. So now, like, I'm sure all my clients, if they're watching this, can vouch for this. I always say, can you please send me a number and I'll give you a call? Because I'm fine on the phone, yeah. like, and I'm fine, and then I can do it. But it's just like reading, like, and things so then like it, that. So you was it's, you was at school, and you just pissed about basically. And I'm guessing after you left school, you just what did you do then? So well, I got pregnant in fifth year, so I was like the perfect Catholic schoolgirl. <laughs> My best did actually. Two of them did doing our GCSEs. We were all preggers next to us. Yeah. So then, so you got pregnant in fifth and year. I went to sixth form. Oh, did you go to sixth form? Yeah. Then? Resit, yeah. Resitting or doing your A levels? No, actually. I actually, uh, I reset my English, but I did health and social care. All oh, right, okay. But, um... So how old was you when you had your son then? 17? 16. Oh, so you had Yes, a... then I went to... And then I obviously turned 17 after that. You know, like you do when you're 16. And then, you go to... <laughs> and then the next number's 17, yes. <laughs> and then I went to sixth form. Um, yeah, my son was like eight weeks at the time. And then I went to sixth form doing that. And that was and did great. you still live at home with your mum and dad then? No, no, I went into foster care when I was in, just coming towards the end of year 10. Why? Because I just kept running away from home. I hated home life. Um, couldn't stand my parents. Hated my family. I was just really angry at the world. And then I went living at my friends for like two weeks and wouldn't go into school. Like I just hibernated like this like little peasant in her bedroom. And then her mum reported me to social services. And I've actually stayed really, really good friends with the social worker that came to pick me up. She was like, Helen, so we found you a family um, <clears throat> that you can go and stay with, for, like fostering. Oh, my God. I was like, what the... F Imagine saying this to a teenager, though. Like, I'm already, like, furious with the world. I fucking hate everyone at this point. And then she goes... Um, she's um, she's the the lady is head of maths at such and such a body school, and then the guy's vicar. I was like, fuck off! <laughs> I'm not fucking stay. Oh, sorry, just fucking speaking everyone. I was like, I'm not going to stay in there. And she was like, no, no, they're really lovely people. I absolutely took the piss though because we got there. They were like the nicest, nicest couple ever. I was the fo first foster kid that they'd ever like had, and. Um, they poor them. <laughs> they, they never did it again. <laughs> they fucked it off. They actually did. Oh, did they? <laughs> she got pregnant though, but uh, I don't know whether I like. I don't know. No, she. I think. I think they liked me. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so um, I just took advantage of that situation, though, because it was like, oh, it's brilliant because they went to work. I got my uniform on, pretended I was going to school, and I was like, bye, like walking down the street with my banana, like trying to act like a fucking goody two-shoes. And then I was ringing my boyfriend at the time, like, yeah, they've gone. And then I'd just go back in, and then we just spent all day in bed together. Mm, and then nice. I'd put my uniform on and walk back around the corner doing the whole false thing again. And, and so then, so then you got pregnant while you were was, living with I was them. pregnant under getting pregnant under the vicar's house. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god, though. So, and so then, did you stay living with them for your pregnancy? No, I stayed with them for a bit, and then obviously, thank God, like the rules have changed now. Like this would never happen in this day and age. So the social services came forward, and they were like, "Right, Helen, we have some news. You can either." Stay with this. Oh no! So they found me another family up Smithles, which I should have just gone there because it was like this massive farm, and they were like, "You can go and stay with this family, and they look after teenage mums." And I was like, "No, like I just want my own place." I was thinking, "I'm still at school. I can like wag it in my house with all my friends." Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did, and then I got keys for my own house two days after my 16th birthday, and then. It was literally just like about six or seven of us, if not more some days, I'd just like leg it from school and then just spend all day in mine listening to music. They all got pissed and and then I found out I was pregnant, obviously. So um, I didn't know I was pregnant while I was at the vicar's house. All oh, right. And then so I found out. So. So, then it, so then you lived on your own at... Your son, yeah, on your own, yeah. But did you did the dad move in with you or not exactly? No, he was, was he kind of. Is like, he the same age as you? No, he's two years older than. He's two years older than me. This is how well I know him now. Uh, yeah, he's about two years older than me. Oh, right, but right. Um, no, um, he was like the golden child, and obviously I got pregnant by myself. Like there was no help. Yeah. Uh, so his mum didn't want the whole like me and him living together kind of thing. So, so was he good? Did he help when you had the baby? No. Um, he's, he's pretty, like, I'm not just sitting here now saying, like, my son's 15. If if my son was a lot younger, I wouldn't be having this conversation because I used to kind of give him the whole, like, false illusion that, oh, your dad's in the army, he's a soldier, he's going, he's, he's going fighting all the baddies, when really I just wanted to go, like, your dad's a wanker. <laughs> but um, he knows now, he's made his own mind up, and that's, the best thing I've ever done is let him make his own mind up. And my son's not bothered. He's not one of these kids. He used to be when, you know, he constantly got let down. But as he's got older, he's, he kind of, like, laughs it off. Like That's, it, like, heartbreaking for a kid, though, when it goes it through is. that. It, it's, the, it's the middle years, isn't it? And then he's they will get to a teenager. I think, I think, though, like, when they've got friends whose dads have done the same, yeah. it's some form of peace of mind. Yeah, well, they, then they've got a connection with somebody yeah, else. They don't just do you know like what? As much as he's a ball bag, um, his parents have been amazing. I'd have been screwed without them because my mum and dad didn't help out um, raising my son and stuff. They were kind of like, she's made, a, she's made a bed, she's like let her lie in it, and all this crap. Um, whereas they've really helped out, and he's got a really good bond with his dad's dad. 
so, so at least it's know, got like a yeah, male yeah, yeah. figure in his life. And I've so. got to admit, I'm not making excuses because if you're a bad dad, you're a bad dad. Because it'd be very different if a girl was a bad bad mom. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. a girl goes out it. and it's like, oh, she's going out again. Know, and it's yeah. like, well, hang on a minute. Are you actually going to pull up the guys who don't pay for the kids and, yeah. the, and the guys that go around just, you know, like the Pied Piper popping kids out left, right and centre and don't do fuck all about yeah. it after they've done it. But... I think when a teenage girl gets pregnant, it's very different to a lad getting pregnant. Don't get me wrong, if this if the boot was on the other foot and I was a mum, and no, I am a mum, but if he came home, my son came home, although, my God, let's just touch some wood, this never happens, and he came home saying that, like, such a body's pregnant, he would literally be doing right by her. I would not have any yeah, of this. Yeah. I think it is so paramount that you, especially with sons, like, you're training them, to be a dad and a boyfriend and, and a, a husband. So yeah. I make my son go out on dates with me. Well, I don't make him, he likes it. So last night we went out on a date. So I'll give him 20 pounds yeah. and then he'll take me to the cinema. I mean, he's only nine. But he'll take me to the cinemas, which means he's got to open the doors. He open the doors. Me. Yeah, that's he what I do. Obviously, like, I'm giving the money, but he yeah. pays for the tickets. Because these, it's so really like... Important. Yeah, a girl, it's just it in up, you. Like, have you not noticed the confidence in him though as well? Actually, I've always done that with with my son as well. And when he actually got a girlfriend, he was not, you know, like some kids would be a bit embarrassed about coming on telling the mums they've got a bird. Yeah. He wasn't. He was just like, I'm going to take her to the cinema. Can I take your card? And I was like, yeah. And do you know what? I was like, don't take the piss with, like, with the money. And he really didn't. He took her there and I was like, make sure you hold the door open, offer her like popcorn and does she want a drink and stuff like that and then he took her to Frankie and Benny's after and got her some pasta uh. and like he didn't he wasn't nervous about it because I'd done the whole like if I'm at Trafford Centre and I'm walking around with him and I see a lady walking so I was like, hold that door for that lady yeah. but I actually don't really need to say it anymore because now yeah, he's 15 and like because you're doing it now when he's like your son's nine it just naturally comes to them. Like I don't think there's anything yeah, worse than so an obnoxious because then they'll be better. Lad. They'll be better boyfriends. They'll be better they dads. Will. They'll just be well, just better human beings because women have that instinct in us. So when we have our children, it's just like a hormone thing. I don't know what it is, but with boys, really, you, you need to like nurture them, them so that they they understand yeah. like, oh, this is like how you should treat a woman or whatever. And do you know, like, it's so like I've had conversations in the house and, and stuff like that, isn't yeah. it? Like, I well, don't... just being a gentleman. There's no chivalry anymore. <clears> and then you know, you get your menus and these excuses. Oh, you want equal rights? Like, turn no. it equal rights. No. The door. Just open the door. Open be a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, piss off away yeah. from it. Like, it's that. So, but I think it is important because it's being lost. It, you know, like it's. Harrison, big Harrison, my partner. I think I'm so lucky to find him because his mum has been like that with him. Yeah. So he'll always hold out the shopping, or open the doors. He's a proper gentleman. But I cannot remember the last time I met somebody who was a proper gentleman like, like that. He is. Yeah. Because it's just men just don't. They do don't. Do you know like, what? Like, pulling out a chair and that. It's true. I pull up. Josh is sat here by himself. Like, oh I my god. <laughs> He's making notes. <laughs> but like, I pull up on the drive and he'll literally walk outside and he, he knows I've got the shopping and whatever. Just opens the door and starts yeah. taking everything in. Like, and it's little things like that that... Like, I do wonder... think it's when you're on your own, when the mum's on their own as well. Of course, though, I think it makes a massive difference. they like, step up and... Yeah. They, so my little son said to me as well, so big Harrison lives away half of the week. Um, then I go down and visit him or he comes up here and something happened. I can't remember what it was. Something happened in the house my son's called Harrison as well and he turned around to me and he was like 
he was saying something like, are you all right? And I was like, Harrison, you don't have to worry about me. I can't remember what had happened. And, he, and I was like, Harrison, you don't have to worry about me. And he's like, I do, mum, because when Big Harrison's not here, I'm the man about the house. On, honestly, I started crying my eyes out in front of him. I never cry in front of him. I was no. like, oh, my oh, God, no, I'm so Little things like that are everything. Yeah, I was like, he and he feels... just said that off his own back. Like, and, but that's it's what I think happens when, they're just, with, when they're just with the mother. They, they pan- feel like they, they want to look They as well, like, I... I don't really go out anymore. Like, I don't, my social life isn't exactly booming. But, but like, I was, like, when I'm, like, at home and stuff and I spend, like, all, like, it don't bother me being on my own. I'm, I'm always, like, occupied doing something. Like, I'll just go out with the dog and, and whatever. Um, but my son has picked up on the fact that, like, I'm slightly different to my friends. My friends are all in relationships, but except from one of my close friends. Um, but my friends who I've been friends with for years, they're all married, they kind of like do the whole baking thing, the Mother Earth thing, which is amazing. But obviously, my son's a lot older now, so he, it's so cute. He'll be like, are you not going out tonight, Mum? I'm like, no, I'm all right, I'm just going to stay in. <laughs> He's like, right, well, I'm going to come in. And then one, I'm, I do feel, I think I was on my period this week, I'm such a fucking melt when I'm on my period. And I was like walking the dog, Oh, no, I went to walk the dog. This is pathetic. I can't even believe I'm admitting this. But I was like, are you coming walking the dog with me? Now, he always walks the dog with me. And then this this particular day, he was like, uh, no, I can't be bothered. I went, fine then. I'll go and walk him on my own. And um, I don't, I'll cry over the stupid shit when I'm on my period. Like, all my eyes started watering. And he was like, what's wrong with you? I went, nothing. I went, I just, and I, I, I don't know whether you feel this now your son's like nine, but you kind of feel like you lose them a bit as they get older and it's not it's a really shitty feeling. You've got all this to come. Oh, don't, yeah. It's a really not like shitty now. feeling. He's just like, he doesn't leave me alone. There's times when I think, please do leave me alone. No. Like, piss off, I can't have a way on my own. It comes in the bathroom, what are you doing, mum? I'm like, still just sound toilet, mate. Any yeah. chance, like, you just go. <laughs> no, treasure it because you start to see them and you've got to let them have that little life. Like, you, like it's the best thing I've ever done because... He has made a little life for himself, but it's at the same time it is upsetting when you see it. But um, this this time when I was like saying about the dog walk, and uh, anyway, if I started walking up the street and he started walking up behind me. I went, don't just come following me because you feel bad. I went, I only want you to come if you want to come. Like, this is so fucking pathetic. It's such a woman thing I know. Anyway, he came up. He started laughing his head off. He went, you're pathetic. He went, mum, do you know what? He said, when I'm out with my mates and I know you're in on, like, a Friday and a Saturday on your own, I'll go. And and I did notice this. I do let him out till, like, 10, 11 o'clock, whatever. And he'd come in an hour early and he'd be like, I'm going to go on because my mum's on her own. And I was like, oh, I started crying even more. Then he went, what are you doing? He can't stand to it. He's quite like, he's quite an emotionless person, really. Not like in a bad way, but um, he went, what are you doing? I was like, I just, I went, don't feel bad about me being on my own. He went, I can't win. He went, I've chased you up the that, road. That just makes me feel worse, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I just felt like a dick. I was like, it's just don't learning ever at a young come age in. how nuts women are. Yeah, definitely is. Well, he came out with the best theory ever. Like, his girlfriend finished finished him because her mate finished her boyfriend to make him like her more worst thing she could have ever done with him so he's he's turned around to her and said like um so you finished me because of this that and the other well we're just done now so she wanted him back so he come talking to me about it and i could it honestly his, his take on it was brilliant and i thought oh my god i can tell he like lives he spends too much time with me like and he turned around and went do you know what it's like being with her <laughs> And I was like, what? He went, you know, in the olden days when they used to say, <laughs> when they used to like drown people, like if they're accused of being a witch, even like, you know, that kind of like thing. He went, 
she used to like want me to argue with her and if I didn't argue with her she'd still have a go at me anyway he went well that's what it was like with her he went it's like being a witch in the old days she felt like drowned by her existence <laughs> I went don't ever say that to her though will you anyway no a bit I was like no just don't say that that's a bit deep that to be honest but yeah oh, bless him. No. so then so we've gone you've had your son you were at Sixth Farm. Yeah. What was your job then? Did you? you I went into retail then. Um, I was a vendor. I did a few <clears throat> different shops in there. So I actually bumped into someone not that long ago, and she was like, "Oh my God, Helen, I've not seen you for years." And she was like, "God, I thought you two faced bitch." She went. <laughs> she went. Oh, we used to always stay in the staff room. I don't know. Helen's not been sacked yet. I was like, you cheeky fucker. You never <laughs> said that to me. I was like, I kept you all entertained, didn't I? <laughs> So then you did that for a few years and then when did you become an escort so, and how did you get into being an escort? So, like, I was I worked in an <coughs> office for ages. Um, After Debenhams. You yeah, to yeah, so I finally I finally left because this woman that said she was a vampire slapped my ass. So instead of slapping her around the face, I just fucking walked <laughs> out. So, weird, I know. So yeah, I left and then I got an office job. So um, how old are you at this point? I was about 19, 20 at this point. Yeah. Um, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Just sat behind a table, all, like a desk all day. Oh, that's it. I was. Um, I had two different office jobs, and one of them was kind of like booking reps in all over the country. I didn't know what I was doing, but still got paid, so it was quite good. And then <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucked around. Worst memory staff ever. <laughs> Never employ me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then. Uh, I got another job that I actually started to take seriously, finally. So I was I was working for, like, this CAD company. And I actually really enjoyed it, but I, I fucked around too much. So then they put me in this room with this accountant, and that's the best thing that they could have ever, ever done. I started right, really looking up to this girl. Like, bear in mind, I was still quite young at this, at this point. She was dead clever. She was a proper soothing character, but, like, funny as well. And she taught me loads of stuff, like, to do on the computer. So I was like, I'm onto something here. Like, I started, like, visioning, like, Hillary DeVay and everything. Like, it's going well overboard. Like, my fucking mind was just playing tricks. Like, all along, they were just planning on sacking me. (laughs) I thought I was proper, like, went out and got, like, myself, like, new office clothes and everything. And then they fucked me off. They had to make cutbacks. Uh, So, naturally, the person who wasn't making targets was one of the first to go which would be me. Um, <laughs> and it was a bit of a kick in the teeth, really. Like, I, yeah, like I'm was quite thick-skinned. But at that time, I was like, I'm going to be there. I thought I was going places for this fucking job. And I wasn't. I was let's just getting my beat by fine. And then, um, so then, um, my whole world crumbled. I took a loan out like a dick. It was only like a grand, but a grand at that age was like a fucking million quid. So I took a grand out. My landlord was a perv. I couldn't afford, uh, I need to stress, like, um, it's my old landlord because I've had another landlord since and he's lovely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah, so this dude, like, kept trying it. Like, he was trying it on. I was kind of like the young mum, like, staying in his house and things like that. And then I owed rent, which... Just know if so, Canel, if I owed a bit of money out like that, I'd just be like, just fucking wait, you'll get the money. Like, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I owe a lot of money out. I think I owed 1,700 quid. And I was shitting bricks about this money. Bear in mind, from being 16, I was so on top of kind of like paying my bills. You know, I, was only, I wasn't getting much money like each week and whatever, but I kept on top of everything. And then all of a sudden, it was like, boom. And I didn't have friends to ask if I could lend the money because we're all in kind of in the same boat. 
everything. Like everyone was on peanuts because we we're only young or whatever. And yeah, I just kind of, I just melted really. And then my friend at the time, friend, I rung her up and said like, oh fuck, I've lost my job, blah blah blah. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. She was like, why don't you do what I've been doing? I was like, what? So um, she said um, escorting. So straight away, I'd obviously asked her. Oh, by the by the way, at this point, I was like, I'd. I'd started lap dancing as well, which I absolutely hated. I was shit at the job. It was horrible. Mm. It was, this sounds, I don't mean this bad towards lap dancers. I take my hat off to them. It's a hard job. I was crap. Like, I couldn't sit around talking to men and basically not getting paid for it because yeah. what was the point? You sat around with your tits out with men just staring at oh, you. God, I would hate that. It's minging. Mm. It was minging. And, and so I was doing like so the, young I was, yeah, well. I was, I was doing the office job. And then my friend used to look after my son for like three, four nights a week. So when I finished work, I used to finish work at four and then I'd go lap dancing at, I think it's about eight o'clock and then you lap dance till six. And what, in the morning? Mm. And then go to work again? Yeah. <gasps> so, um, I knew, like, it was like an entrapment feeling. Like, I know that sounds like a bit of a kind of, like, get-out-of-jail card, and I don't mean it to sound like that, because no one forced my arm or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I just kind of... So she told me she did the escorting thing, and I said, well, how do I do it? Do I need to sleep with them? She was like, you don't have to sleep with them all. So I was like, okay. Probably slept with worse for free. So (laughs) I may as well just, like, give it a whirl. So I did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is true. You probably have slept with us for free. I think most people are, really. Yeah. So when people are like, I mean, oh, I'm the worst for this when people are kind of, oh, you did this, that, and the other for money. And I'm like, yeah, but you've probably done it. You've probably shagged someone for a lot less, to be honest. You probably spend all night trying to get free drinks off a guy hovering around the booth with the most drinks just because you don't want to pay for your own. And then you probably suck him off at the end of the night or go <laughs> home with him. So fuck off, love. I pay for my own drinks. I don't hover around men tables yeah so i think a lot of women are very quick to judge but actually if they boiled it down and kind of really kind of looked into it i think a lot of women well, have prostituted themselves the, in somewhere bandwagon. Like, I, to be honest i would never judge anybody for this i have a couple of friends who are well, I did not so much friends anymore. People who were not, who were escorts now, and I would, I would never judge them. I don't give a shit. If that, that is what you choose to do with your, with your life, and you're earning good money, and you're bringing your kids up, well, like what the fuck's got to do yeah. with me? I chose my business. I could personally never do it. I just mm. is not in me. I couldn't yeah, do it. I feel like, in. but I would never think if somebody else is happy to do it. And and you're not bothered. Is you know it's different if women have been a bit more forced into it and all this. But if you uh, have exactly, to do it, that's, that's why I think it should be legalized because oh that was one police, of my yeah, legalize it because police should be policing the girls that are being trafficked. Why have we got an issue with women that? are happy to go and make the most of themselves. Well, why would they... Why, I, I don't understand why it would be illegal. If a woman wants to do it, like, you have to do something, If they're making their own money and there's like, no third party involved, what's yeah. the problem? Listen, men are always going to cheat anyway. I'm not saying all men before I'll get a lot of abuse for saying that. But men are always going to cheat anyway. So when I had some absolute fucking moron last week from Cheshire, Cheshire Housewives going, I've oh, you should be that. sleeping with that. You should be sleeping with married men. Come on. 
on. Well, again, my opinion on this is... Um, it's going to happen I, anyway. I, I don't think women should go out of the way to be sleeping with married men at no. all. And, you know, it is completely wrong. But he was the one But they're not who all married. married. Well, and I mean, who they was talking about then, he's the one who took the very yeah. promise. You didn't promise somebody's wife. So, again, I don't want to be like, oh, go out and sleep with loads of married men. But it shouldn't always be the women who get the shit over this. The men That's what I mean. Equally, equally, I will never, ever... To, like, so when people do try and defend me in that sense and they say she's done nothing wrong I do try and say to people I'm really grateful for you trying to stick yeah. up for me I don't really like people sticking up for me to be honest I'd rather me just be able to say my own thing I'm never ever going to say that I haven't done something wrong I'm never going to say like I purposely went out and hurt somebody like I never want to intentionally hurt a family in the long run people have been hurt due to things that I've done and men have done that made vows to say that they never would do mm. I can't put it, I can't put it all on the man, but then I see I've been cheated on, and I didn't blame the girl. I didn't. I, in fact, she did me head in. She she actually kept she kept ringing me up, going, "Oh, I've slept with him, and I'm so sorry." And I knew he had a bird. I went, "Fuck it, I'm not asked." I went, "You don't know me." And it was when I come off Big Brother, and she kept like she was actually starting to bug me really. She like kept trying to talk to me. And she went, I just feel really bad, like, you're not even mad with me. I went, why would I be mad with you? I'm not asked. I ended up saying, like, stop yeah. ringing me, like... Because she'd, she'd email me saying I need to speak to you. And she was like, I was sleeping with your boyfriend all along. And I knew that. And I was like, no problem. Like, he was a dick. Like, no, don't worry about yeah, it. For she was a lot younger than me. And I, I ended up turning it around. I just said, stay away from people like him. Like, he's bad news. Don't go for men like him. He's fucking. He's he's fucked my head up, and I'm about four years older than you. Yeah. So stay away from guys like that. And she couldn't get it into her head. She was like, I don't get how you're not mad at me. Why would I be mad at you? Yeah. Well, well the thing is, she wasn't the one who was going out with you. And and no. the way that I would see it is, if it wasn't a, it would be. It would be somebody. So else. it was it's different. Shoot, it was, if it's different, if it was like one of my friends or someone that knew me. Yeah. Like, but so she what? Didn't know so me. so then you've got into just to take it back to that. So you've got into escorting through your friend. Yeah. And you was 19 at this point then? No, I was about 20. Oh, tw no, I was about 21 when I finally like went into that. I did, I did a lot of retail. I was in retail for like two, three years. It's about 2021 when I first started like lap dancing. Then And then and what then was you like? Like straight away, are you, do, are you having to sleep with people? Yeah, you sleep. Like, I slept with someone. As soon as I went for an interview, an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, it just So happened. does somebody else, like, sort all this out? So yeah. they'll be like, oh, we've got a man for you. Do you want to go out? Yeah. Or are they like, oh, do you have to go no, out? It's just Is what, it kind you of an apartment or? on your own. All oh, right, you so somebody work. else pays for this apartment. Yeah. And then what, just men just keep coming in? Yeah, more or less. What, and they just, like, set up meetings it's not like um, I suppose it's not like a... It's not like a cattle market kind of brothel where, like... See, some brothels, I've had friends that work in them and one that actually got shut down last year, and they had to, like, sleep with minimum 10 people a day or they were home. So it was never anything like that. It wasn't... It was... You just did what you wanted, I really. felt like escorts, like, went out on a date somewhere fancy. You do. So you're going, like... You'd have an apartment that you could work from, um, but you could also... So the apartment was, like, a home girlfriend experience kind of thing. Or you go for a meal and go to a hotel and things like that. Yeah, there, you, you had both options. Um, so it's it just whatever they wanted, the men. And yeah. then was it like, do you get regular men? Yeah, like you kind of like built up like a rapport with, like obviously the same men had kind of come to see you. And then and they'll start saying, I oh, just, I want to see Helen. Yeah, you just start, to, well, I wasn't called Helen, but 
Um, what would you go hard? I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> fucking telling anyone. <laughs> Damn it. No. Oh, I did something like fucking Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd anybody go, Roxy. Stella. <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> no. Um, but I used to, you kind of like build up like a rapport with the same people. And like, and then eventually you just got their numbers and then you just saw them on the slice. You didn't have to pay the agency any money. Ah, right. Okay. So. And, the, and so then, um, how long did you do it for? Did it for about two years. Oh, was that all? Yeah, no, I didn't do it and long. So, so then when you was doing that, what was you like with your home life, with your son? Did you ever think to yourself at any day. point, was you like... Worked in the day and the weekends. I kind of like, it was weird. I turned into quite an ice queen, more robotic. And I was very like, so I'm, mo- so I'm a mum and then I work and that's it. It kind of stopped, it stopped appealing to me to go out and things like that. I think because I knew what I was doing. So I kind of stayed away from the whole going out too much. So that became my life. It Why, in case just... you seen somebody you'd been seeing? Well, it did happen once. Uh, I was in Panacea and I bumped into, there was a guy across the bar. Now I was with people who didn't know what I was doing. So I, oh my God, like my ass went, I was like, no. Oh, yeah. So I was like that across the bar, like, mm, you yeah. don't know me. <laughs> I bet he, so then, so then, what are they like? Is what are these men like? Is it just like a typical bloke, or is it are these different? Like weird everyone, about, oh, everyone's but. like everyone kind of like thinks it's like these grotty old men that are like going seeing escorts and stuff. It's not. It's like do you know what? You wouldn't believe the amount of guys that cannot. And is it any wonder in this day and age? I mean, I know it was like ten years ago, if not longer, when I did it. Like. A lot of guys struggle to go out and speak to a girl. A lot of guys come across like they're very confident and stuff, and they're not. And they can't go into a bar and talk to a girl, usually because girls are arseholes and they're not very nice to talk to. Yeah. Like, we, we all know we, we know that what girls can be like. So for a guy, being the one that's expected to make the first move all of the time, that's really difficult for them to kind of get their head around. And a lot, again, didn't always want sex. They actually loved sitting, talking to a confident girl. It, it gave them confidence. What, and just having, like, a general chit-chat? I got general chit chat and then you had guys who like which is such a shame you had guys that kind of haven't got over ex-girlfriends um you've got guys that are like you know they've lost their wives and whatever like you a lot of guys are like lost their wives like sickness and things like that and then they can't they feel like they're doing a bad thing going out sleeping with another yeah. girl but they need sex yeah. So it's not always so what not you think. Don't get me wrong, up. obviously a lot of it's like because men just love sex and whatever. Yeah. And they love having like a bird on their arm and whatever in the company. But there was all different reasons why men do turn to escorts. And a lot of men, yes, they're married, but you would not believe the amount of men, rich men especially, know that the wives are playing away and things like that but they've got younger children and they don't oh, want to break don't thick, they don't want to break up a family unit it's just, that just honestly I, I would rather I, I would rather i'd just rather wouldn't be here than be stuck in a relationship with somebody exactly who's together just for our like, kids exactly going actual, back to going back like to what i said hell. before when people kind of like i've had women say things to me and i'm like you've you literally, you've actually spoken about how, like, you're in a shitty relationship, you're in this, you're that. <laughs> so that's why a lot of women do take their shit out on me, because they think, oh, well, my boyfriend cheats on me, so you probably So cheat. you're like that woman. And I'm like, leave then. Yeah. That's not my fault. Like, yeah. and and you get the same as, like, I know women that cheat and, and stuff like that, and, and vice versa, and they're in, they're in this trap relationship where, basically, they're just a pair of dogs, they mm. accept each other's behaviour, but they don't talk about it. They don't have the balls to leave each other. 
So it's just not, so it's just easier to blame everybody else. So I guess really they're just having open relationships, but not they're acknowledging an open it. Relationship, aren't they? Yeah, that's exactly. Why don't they just acknowledge that then? I don't the know. world would be in a, a, a better place. I'm not a, I'm not a relationship expert. I've had like one, two <laughs> relationships in my life, which were both disasters. So because I can't get my head around it, I don't get how people waste their lives. Like my fear is like being lied to. I'm Do like, you think, though, because of everything you've seen in those years, being an escort, that makes it difficult for you to have a relationship? I actually, I can't put it down to the escorting. I would put me kind of, I've always kind of never had a problem being single and whatever. I was single for years and then I kind of ended up in an absolute fucking stupid relationship for years. Like, giving someone, for me, it, it, isn't, the, it isn't the escorting thing, it is... When you give someone your all and you're loyal and you basically would bend over backwards for, backwards for someone and then they throw it in your face, like, that to me, and now I'm 32 and I'm doing this whole, like, I can't waste my life with anyone. And I won't. I just won't waste my time with anyone. As soon as I can, I don't, I don't really speak to guys on that level, to be honest. But I can kind of, like, I'm. it's pessimistic of me because I'm always trying to sniff out a rat. But I'm usually always right. There's always mm. usually some kind of like, I just think, well, that's bullshit. There, I mean, there, no matter what, there's flaws in everyone. If you're going to have yeah. any kind of relationship, flaws is fine. Be, what I don't like is a liar. If you're going to. I think the more, the older you get, though, and the more independent you get, do you not think it's going to just become more and more difficult for you to. Yeah. Because you're just so used to being on your own. At the moment, so... I kind of like. Because um, obviously, like, I went to a Hindu a couple of years ago, and this woman was like, so everyone was married off in the room, and then there was me. And she was sat on the corner of the chair and she went to me, um, have you not found anyone yet? I went, like I'm a fucking cat, like this on my, sh- on my shoulder. <laughs> I went, I'm not looking. And she was like, oh, she went, and she did it again. She was like, you'll find someone one day. I went, will you stop doing that? I went, I'm not looking. I thought you fucking, you know when you, no, the, the I, was like, I was at Hendra and I felt like you, saying, you fucking patronising bastard, get off my shoulder. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking, like, I don't, when I go out with my friends, this is the harder thing, because I don't go out very much. When I do, um, I literally am all about who I'm out with. Yeah. have a night out with my friends. I don't go out kind of like, like, oh my God, it's a sausage fest. Like, let's have a look around us. If I meet someone, bonus, I met someone at weekend when I was in London. Like, uh, I am quite anti-Bolton. Sorry, Bolton FM. But, like, <laughs> I won't entertain anyone from round here. Like, I won't entertain anyone, like, from, like, Manchester or anything like that because I just don't see the point. I probably need someone from Australia, to be honest. <laughs> like, that's... New Zealand, can't get any further. Yeah. The moon. North, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for an alien. Have you yeah. seen it? Let me know. I'd love an alien. Well, <laughs> and so what is it like when you get in a relationship now? Are they judgmental on what you've done? So I went, so like, <coughs> I've been single for like six years now, is it? Now it's about five, six years that I've been single. And then I met a guy about two years ago. I was in like one of my favourite clubs in Ibiza. Tall, dark, handsome, Dubliner, love Dublin. And I thought, bingo, this is brilliant. Like, he's fit as fuck. He's tall. And, you know, he, for, for someone Irish, so he actually wasn't that funny. So, <laughs> uh, but I think he relied on his looks. But I started meeting him and whatever. Like, I, I work in Dublin a lot. So I went over, like, seeing him. And um, I was furious. I went to Cork working. Um, Travelled down from Dublin to Cork. Um, to work there and um, I always said to him please don't like contact me while I'm at work like if I'm busy like I don't like being mithered and whatever but I keep my phone on naturally because I've got a son and whatever 
stupid I looked at my phone in between clients and he sent me a message saying, um, oh, hi, um, Rachel, his ex-girlfriend, has sent me a newspaper clipping. Is this true? I how fucking dare you interrupt my day with a message like that? I said, number one, I've told you don't contact me at, at work. I said, number two, I said, what the fuck has it got to do with your ex? What mm. I used to do. I went, is this your ex who's never worked and got pregnant off you and has never worked a day in her life? I went, her opinion on me is void. I went, so please don't talk to me about her. She's not a working mum. She's sat on a fat ass, just popping out kids because she doesn't want to work. So don't talk about other women that are single mums. Oh, so I lost it. Um, oh, and he was like, it was, it was a bit cringe really. He was like, oh, I'll drive down to Cork. I'm like, seriously, don't fucking show up. I went, because I'll cause a scene. He was like, what time are you flying? I went, I'm not telling you. So obviously he looked at the flights. And he was like, I, know. I went, if you turn up at the airport, I said, this isn't fucking a film. I said, I'm not going <laughs> to run into your arms and be like, oh, it's okay, let's start again, Let, let's talk. I was like, I'll tell you to fuck off. I, said, I, I thought, I won't even talk. I'd literally just walk straight past you. I went, if you want to drive that far, for me to just walk past you in the airport, sound, go for it. He, he didn't do it. I think he actually knew I was being serious, thank God. But I was dreading it. You should have seen when I got to the airport. I, like, got to the airport. <laughs> I was like this, like a like an absolute weasel running around checking in. And I just legged it through the other side. I thought, I feel like his little head's gonna pop out and be like that like that with some roses, like Helen Duncan. <laughs> so and then he tried talking to me a bit. He was like, You've got to understand where I'm coming from. I went, I don't. I said, There's one man in all of my life that I will only ever sit down. He can grill me, he can tell me that I've upset him because of because of my actions and what I've done and that's my son and that's it no man has a right to say anything to me about what I've done and why I've done so it a couple of things on that point number one do you not think you was overly defensive though no why is he texting me what is <laughs> like to me that does seem like no. you are quite defensive about the no. situation like I understand it but make your point and then we, move on from I, sh- it. I should have I should have pointed out so mm. we'd already spoken about this and I'd politely said it's not really something I want to sit and talk I mean like I'm, I'm sat, we were sat on the balcony, and he was asking me loads of questions about it. So this is prior to me going. Oh, so like, we already knew then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'd not pointed that out. But why has he gone and told his ex-girlfriend? Like, we'd, we'd only just started so you'd seeing you'd already each other. discussed it with him. He knew about it. And then yeah. he told his ex-girlfriend. And what? then she's found something else. And then else. she's gone, like, because she's nothing better to do with a boring-ass life. She's sat Googling me. Like, Googling newspaper articles about me, sending them over. And he's screenshotting me what she's saying. Like, like I'm supposed to go, oh, my God, like, he, his ex has a problem with me. So we already knew it. All right, so then you... Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't point that out. Yeah, you knew. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you just found yeah, out. Christ, and then you not, just, like... I can't exactly shy away from it, but... No, I'd already told him, and I just said to him, in a nutshell, not really, like, something I want to sit here and talk about, to be honest, it's a bit weird. Like, what what do you want to know? Because he, he started delving in stuff, and I kind of put it to bed in the nicest way possible. And then he sent me that, and I was like, you're taking the piss. Like, I told you not to talk to me about it. Not because, like, I'm bothered about talking about it as much, but I'm just about getting to know someone. You know, you're supposed to, like... This is way too deep. This is something that you talk about when you... You know, you really, you really in with if you want to like progress it. Yeah, so, like yeah. I wasn't sure. Like I'd met him in a beethro. I thought we'd had a couple of really mint nights out in Dublin. Like, can we just talk about normal stuff? I'm not going to sit here and start talking to you about super injunctions and stuff. Yeah, like have a day off. Yeah, <laughs> and then right, okay. And the other thing is, so obviously one of the people that you slept with was Wayne Rooney, which is what brought all, what brought you to the public eye. So I guess it's um, bittersweet for you because without it all coming up, you wouldn't have got Big Brother and every, things yeah, that progressed. Every- 
clothes from it. has a silver lining. It definitely does. Um, and I have come out on top from it. But I mean, but, how does that happen? Like, how did when how did Wayne Mooney end up being a client? We just met him like on a night out. We met him in Manchester. Oh, right. So this wasn't like your agent. Sportsman are like the biggest clientele which for me he was he was nice but a lot of sportsmen footballers especially are probably the most vile disgusting rude humans ever as much as like the like a lot of my friends that were in the industry loved kind of seeing um you know footballers and things like that but um because of the money but for me um, they're like the worst. They're the worst clientele you could have Just ever really got. Really disrespectful. Horrible people. Mm. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've met footballers over my time on nights out. I've n- I've never dated one or accepted a drink off one because they are so rude to women. Just so rude. Not like just rude as if you, they can just buy yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not an escort and I'm not here for you to buy me. I remember once, I won't say his name, but a footballer who was really famous at the time pushed in front of me at the bar and like got everybody a drink of that. And, and I was like, mate, fucking move. And he was like, what? I'll get you a drink. I said, I don't want you to get me a fu- I want to no. get my own drink move. before you because yeah. I was the official prick. And they still wouldn't serve me first because he's like, oh, a famous and he's yeah. got all this money I'm like that is just pig ignorant what do you think you can come in here and just buy everybody in the bar not every woman's about that so I can and that isn't like that's one tiny incident I've had far worse incidents to be honest and I just could not entertain that kind of thing but it's because I've got money the young and I'm not saying them all because I do know some nice ones yeah exactly but like for instance not even like with women like this one of the first encounters that I ever had with like footballers, we were in um, in a casino and it was like, I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. We were in like the VIP, but upstairs, they were throwing, like, so staff were coming out with these trays full of food. They were just doing this as they were walking past. They were throwing furniture around. And I was like, I need to get out of here. Like, I can't, like, this is fucked. It's just rude. Vile. I know, yeah. Vi- like because com- they've got money. Like, and I just, I just think, like, what a shame! You've got all that money. Like, some of you are actually really good looking, but you literally got the most dog shit personality. Yeah. Um, but some women like it usually because they've got dog shit personalities as well. Yeah, and no money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've no money, so it all just boils really well, doesn't it? Oh no. So then, so you've met Wayne Rooney on a night out. You're doing your thing. Was he a regular client? Was no. this a one-off thing? No, it was a one-off and. Like, like obviously that dickhead who I did it with, she like goes on to like lie and say, oh no, he threw, he was buzzing off it and all that. No, he wasn't. He wasn't buzzing after he did it at all. Like I, you know, if he was, I'd say so, but he wasn't. I don't understand why he cheats uh, because it wasn't like I don't know. Like he he was just a normal guy. Like that's why kind of as a footballer, I did find him all right. Um, he was just like a really average lad. Like he wasn't a knobhead but he wasn't like buzzing or anything after it um so i don't get why he cheats really. well i do I, I get why a lot of them cheat because they get with girls at a really young age and when they're meant to have been shagging everything with a pulse they yeah. weren't yeah so they're advising me really i've got a friend like in the other side of like football world um she like looks after a lot of footballers and stuff not like in that way but um and she said they've told from a really young age you need to find the one find a good girl and settle down with her 
And that, and I think like, well, I've got a fifteen-year-old lad, like nearly sixteen, and I'm like, stay the fuck away from girls. Yeah. Not like in a bad way, but I'm like, do not settle Just down, do not have a relationship. I want you to travel. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Yeah. Because then you know, and then when you're a bit older and you're ready for it to settle down, you make a, a better decision on what's going to work for you. Exactly. As well. yeah. yeah. You yeah. know yourself. If you don't know yourself as a person, and I'm sorry, but not very many 16, 17 year olds, which a lot of footballers are when they get into it. If not, the younger, aren't they? Yeah. They don't know themselves. So and I'm so not then, making excuses. So then afterwards, but... he was like, he was just like, ah, oh, he wasn't buzzing. It was just. No, I actually wanted to because I knew, I kind of knew what Jenny. Um, had in mind to do. Afterwards. What did you know that she was like that? There was just no. I didn't know she would. Have, no, because I obviously said to her, "This can't ever get out. Like I've got a kid. Like this can't get out. Like it literally ruined my fucking life." But um, yeah, um, being the friend type of friend that I am, I kind of thought, surely I've just said that to her. She's not really gonna jeopardise and fuck me over when I've got a child. Why did she mention you though? Why didn't she just say so? Well, this is the thing, like, this was the great part, like, this is, she just, she just got busted with it all, basically, because when she sold the news to the News of the World, they then contacted me, I mean, for like a week, I was telling them to fuck oh, off. So just to clarify to any listeners who don't know, I'm sure they do, but you slept with Wayne Moon with somebody else as so well. like, yeah, yeah. He was your best friend, yeah. and she sold oh, the story the about this. Yeah, yeah. So a year later, she tried selling it not long ago, <laughs> After. I didn't tell anyone. I only told my best friend that I'd slept with him. Then I went to a house party. Turned out the whole of the house party knew. So I ended up like scragging her to one side and I didn't talk to her from that point. And then I had the worst feeling ever. I started to do something that like is totally not like me. I started to arse lick her and I was treading on eggshells. I started to... I don't know, I, I panicked. I thought, this girl's this girl could fucking ruin my life. Yeah. And I started to ask like her. Like, I tried keeping on the right side of her all the time and she knew what I was doing. Like, she wasn't dashed, she knew that I was panicking. So I took the up I took the opposite kind of thing, like and I, I just fe- I just found I let our friendship fizzle. I thought, I'll stay away from her then. And then so the press came round once and then they they fucked off, they never came back again. And then about it was about a year later. They came round. And um, this is what I'll never, ever forgive her for. Not that she gives a shit because she's a really emotionless, cold-hearted bitch. But she um, she is. She's vile. She's a fucking disgusting person. Like, a, a, her own dad, like, nearly had a, a... Her own dad had a heart attack and stuff because of all this. But then she still went on to, like, shag footballers and try and get pregnant off them. And then it turned out that the footballer wasn't the kid's dad. Anyway... Yeah, oh my so, God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like Trump you're dealing with. So I let the friendship fizzle and uh, it all came out. But then the news of the world, I, I kind of, I just shut myself off for a week. I wanted to die. I literally could not see a way out of this. I shut myself off in the world and couldn't speak to anyone. And then basically my friend was like, Helen, I'm talking to the press every day. You're losing money. Your face is everywhere. Everyone knows what you did. Just make some money off it. You're fucked anyway now. You may as well have a bit of money in your yeah. bank. So I was like, no, I can't do it. I'm not being known as a kiss and tell slag and all this. And then, um, obviously, I, agree. I agreed to do it exactly a week on from when she um, busted my ass, basically. And the News of the World woman asked me who'd done her interview. She said, "Can I was in London. She said, can I meet you for a coffee? And I was like, at this point, I was like, can journalists just fuck off out of my life? And I was like, what for? She was like, I just I just want to actually, out, out of work, she went, nothing's recorded. She went, I just want to meet you for a coffee. So much respect for this woman doing it because this isn't like normal practice for a journalist. 
So I went meeting her and she basically, she was telling me about herself, how she was pregnant and all this. And I just went, why am I here? Like, can you just, can we cut to the chase? Like, I don't, I don't get what you've got me here for. She went, don't ever talk to Jenny Thompson ever again. She went, I've got a soft spot for you, Helen. She went, and I really felt sorry for you this week. She went, I've never really worked with someone like you before who has kind of been forced into it. She went, we usually get the phone calls from the girls going, can I sell this story? She went, so to see you the way you've been this week isn't, you know, it's not very nice. And she said, it was actually me that got your name off Jenny. She went away of 10 grand in a first and she dropped your name like that and she showed me a picture of you on on Facebook and whilst I'm begging her so she turned her phone off I'm begging her stupidly I fell into this trap I was messaging her on Facebook saying Jenny please don't do this to me like I've heard that you were the journalist she was showing them why did she say you though as well? Why can't for ten she grand. For ten. So she's no, already. Why did she's she already, even she's say already, it was somebody else? Why exactly, did she just, just say, say done it? Just say it was. Just say you'd done it on your own instead of making yeah. it about you. And then to make it worse, like obviously afterwards, like when I came out, Max Clifford got in touch and he was kind of like, "If you don't work alongside Jenny," he said, "Helen, the whole thing is because it's threesome." She went. He went. If you want to make money off it. He said, you need to put your differences to one side because they wanted us to do a photo shoot. And I was like, I don't want to do a photo shoot with her. And he was like, you won't make any money then. So, which is like, basically sold my soul to the devil. Oh, so did you do the I photo I did a photo shoot, yeah. Which I really enjoyed doing because I did it with a woman called Jeannie Savage. And she is fucking savage. <laughs> and she liked me. I was dreading going in this room with her because she'd worked with really high-profile people, famous people, so I thought, she's going to fucking hate me, like, knowing this. Dead nice to me. Jenny tried kind of, like, rubbing her up the wrong way and she just wiped the floor with her. Oh, really? And I got airbrushed and Jenny didn't. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so those those pictures. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And so then, so then at the time, are you like, so how old was your son then? About five. He was five. So that was like, it was just I cannot understand. In a mil- I, I don't know how. Still to this day, how a girl goes into a room with a guy and thinks I'm going to fuck this guy over for money when they've got kids and stuff like that. I, I don't get it. Why didn't she just ask him for the ten grand? Thick. That was my intention. I wanted to see him again and write him a note and say she's going to fuck you over. See me. Yeah. But we didn't get that chance. Because uh, I knew what she... I, I could just... I just sensed it. I knew what she kind of had up her sleeve. Um, yeah, so my son was five. It was kind of like... It was the implications that that caused. Like, I wouldn't go into school or anything. I wouldn't collect him from school. Oh, for God. Like six, I know, like, can you imagine It was like that? six months. And, and was then, everybody, like, talking? Everybody's I don't know. Time. I think because I was a young mum anyway. I was... I've never been the mum that stood in the playground talking about crap anyway. Like, I was always kind of like pick him up and leave and whatever but it was more shameful like he didn't have a clue though yeah, he, no, he didn't know um, obviously as he got older like I've told him everything but um, did he find out himself or did you was no you like, I told right, I him, to tell him. I t- at first I said I've been out on a date with someone that I shouldn't have been out on a date with and everyone doesn't like mummy for it kind of thing like oh a lot gosh. of people don't that like mummy because of it having to have that conversation. what brought my heart was when basically the press was swarming everywhere they were all around my dad's house my mum's house they wouldn't leave my 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 best friend was pregnant at the time. She was due that week and they would not leave her alone. They were hounding her. So one of my other friends agreed. Like He was like, I'll come and pick you up. And basically, um, they just said, we don't think it's, you know, you shouldn't really have your son around you because like, the, the press will just chase you and stuff. So I had to like hand him over. And he just didn't understand why I was crying. And I was like, I'm so... I just kept saying I'm sorry. I was like, I'm so, so sorry, crying my eyes out. Yeah. Um, 
which obviously I'm glad it happened at that age. Uh, I'm not glad it happened at all, really. But if it was going to happen, I'm glad it happened when he was a lot younger. Um, It was all that kind of thing. And then the going out with him and... Like, I went out for a meal with him. Like So people are kind of saying, like, oh, why have you done this book now? Like, why are you dragging it up? Well, I'm not actually dragging anything up. This is a life that I've learned to live with, really. Like, obviously, there's Big Brother and everything else, but I've chose to kind of, like, I've kind of, like, ostracised myself now from most situations because I feel like that's just an easier route. Um, because you, do, you are constantly getting judged because of something that you've done years ago. And again men aren't judged in that respect it's always the women they'll always have that name like if they've done something they don't ever lose the name whereas i think men not men bashing and i'm not saying all men are bad but men escape things a lot easier they get things tipexed out whereas a girl doesn't tend to get that so like for instance i went for a meal like for my son's birthday recently yeah yeah it's like it was his last birthday went to a restaurant in um swinton and there was nine 40 odd year old men like this banging on the table shouting Runa when I'm sat at a table with my kid and then the stupid twat then like apologised and I was like just please just I don't want to know just please leave it he sent over a bottle of Dom Perignon and I turned around and I went just shove it up your ass like See what I mean? Like, you think, like, yeah, I, d- I used to do whatever I did, but you think a bottle of champagne's going to erase that scenario that you've just caused for me and my child? Well, it's not. Fucking joke on it. Like, I don't want your bottle. Oh like, there's a kid sat there, hurl whatever you want at me. If I'm sat with my friends, say whatever you like, it's fine. But why are you doing that when there's a kid there? Yeah, that is fucking bad. And so what's he like with it all? Is he sweet now? Or? Yeah, he's fine. He kind of just... Do people he's say just dead resilient. No, he's like, he's dead resilient. He's got, like, a really there was one episode at school before where um some kid at school was like saying oh he kept googling me and my son basically was like telling him to stop doing it and whatever anyway he didn't stop doing it so he turned the computer off and this kid lost all his work so my son got sent out of the room now when i asked did you go and tell the teacher first and whatever he was like yeah i put my hand up and said we like to like sort it out tell him to stop doing it and I had a bit of a like a bit of a bicker with the teacher then. I was like, Okay, but this kid, take me out of the equation, wasn't doing his work. Why have you not why why have you not done something about that situation? Instead, you removed my kid because he's took matters into his own hands. Because she wanted to put him in suspension unit and all that. And I, I'm not one of those mums that's kind of like, my child never does anything wrong. Like, I'm not like that. If he does something wrong, he does something wrong. But I said he's not going in. Well, no, I mean, that's... You're not putting him in. That's upsetting yeah. to him anyway. That other yeah. kid starting out. Exactly. So she couldn't even look me in the eye at parents' evening. She was kind of like looking. And I went, you're not even you're not even making eye-to-eye contact with me. So why? If I, if, if I, if I was sure about a decision I'd made, yeah. I would happily be able to stare at someone while I'm like, while I'm talking to them. So do you... As a mother, then, do you feel bad that your son has to... It's not the biggest thing in the world, but obviously that will be upsetting for him in school. Do you feel bad about that? For situations like that, of course, but as he's, like, grown up, he has become quite... I I say things happen like that. He's become quite resilient to it. And it's all the Big Brother stuff now. So people are quite nice to him about who I am because of the Big Brother thing. Because then you turn it around and you went on Big Brother and won it. Although I was like, I don't think your friends should have been watching me, really, because I didn't let him watch me. I was like, don't I yeah. let him watch me. But <laughs> don't let him watch me. I know what I'm like. <laughs> fuck that. He's never seen me drunk. Like, honestly, he's like 15 and he's still never even seen me drunk or anything. So that's what I was worried about. I thought, oh my God, get a wind down my neck. And I'm like, yeah. everyone. So, 
Yeah, um, he's kind of like dealt with things as well as can be expected. Obviously, the guilt's there. The guilt's always going to be there. That's never ever going to leave me. Do you regret doing it? Regret what? The escorting. No, don't regret the escorting. I regret my choice. I regret my choices of who I let have that kind of information. I regret who I trusted. That's always been my regret. My regret is basically who I've trusted. I've made really stupid choices in. So, do in, you think like that? This is a fair occupation of career yeah. or whatever you want to say for people as long as in the families aren't it you'd be like oh yeah, yeah. if you're not hurting anybody so you um, so you would that, like no regrets with regards to that only the fact that the regret is it's come out and they like the potentially the regret sons. is yeah because i think it always happened anyway and i think a lot of women have I think a lot of women um have accepted that their men are cheats but do they need the noses rubbing in it no they don't which is obviously a bit contradictory because you're doing a book I'm doing a book because it's something I'll never escape from. It's always going to be there. And I'm kind of got a bit bored of people talking about things that they know nothing about. That annoys mm, me. When yeah. someone when someone constantly says something over and over again on a like it's a regular occurrence. Um and it's it's put a lot of things to bed. Like like closure wise for me, I found the book, found the book bloody hard to do. And I've read it back, obviously, and I'm like some of it I really don't enjoy reading back at all. Um, like what? Just a lot of like personal things to do with like when I was younger and like so relationships just... and things like that. Like when when you've had a shit relationship with somebody and someone's kind of like not even like obviously like I've been through like physical things like that, like like abuse and things like that in relationship. But it's more mental stuff. And when when something's damaged you mentally and then you're kind of rewriting it all and reading it as much as it does help and it does massively help. At the same time, it's still very, like, a question what the hell I was doing putting See, up I, with some things. I um, spoke to somebody recently who's just wrote a book as well. Um, they're going to be coming on the podcast, so I, I did, like, a, a chat with them. And I was telling them just, like, about things, me and this, that, and the other, and I can't talk about certain incidents in my life. I, I, I never, ever, ever will do either, other than to people who are close to me. But even then, I do not want to talk about some stuff that I'm shut down. Yeah. And as I was talking to her about it because of the nature of, of the book and what it's about, I, I was, like, getting all emotional and fighting it back, and she was like, Michaela, you should write a book. She said, it's so therapeutic. She said, it's so, it so difficult to go over everything. But then when you you've done it like what you're took saying took me that long because like, of that this is closure Be- now because of it. what I've put in it I've done it and then I've, obviously I've had people saying like oh you've been writing a book for two years and stuff and I'm like it's not a book that could have been rushed it's well, not when something's so personal yeah well, like I've, I've read stuff back and I'm like the stuff that's in it I've literally only ever told my friend about probably about eight years ago it isn't that isn't that long ago so for me to now put it all into a book which I've just had to do because as I've got older I do look at things and I think I know that like it's something to do with different things like like see this is what I mean like you can tell can't you when I start talking about something like this I all of a sudden start chatting shit and I start babbling and I'm tripping over my tongue and stuff as I've got older I kind of like I don't know it's it's due to certain things that I just think I know that's part and parcel as to why I've done things and I know that's like a lot of it's like a massive it's a front a lot of the time as well because I have to you have to put a front on with certain things because people love 
to watch people crumble. Yeah. And I think that's like a massive thing. Like since like coming off Big Brother and things like that, and like doing other interviews. Like my best friend, my best friend hates me going on TV and things like that. She hates it. She can't bear it. She's like, I don't think Helen people will be happy until they see you in pieces. The the thing which is, is really weird across, for the public. No, uh, the, and and I agree. I agree with this. You come across as you a fair game. You're all over social media. You argue back with everybody. It's like nothing affects you. And sometimes I see things and I'm like, you've not. I will understand what you're saying. I'm like, you've not said that proper. So you, a deliverance is shit. Yeah. So you, you're not like argued your point really well when actually your point was very good. Do you know? But you, you, it's not yeah. come across well. And so then it sometimes just looks a bit messy when, like, when you was on the with the Jerry McCall thing, and I was like, you actually that you was are awful. totally right in what you're saying. But it all came out. But wrong. it just it come out um, muddled up. And mm. so I feel like if I was there and I was you arguing with Jerry McHale or putting my point, point across it would have come across better but you, you could tell you was getting like frustrated with it I've been briefed wrong so it, I was like if you if you sat there though and you know you, so well this is the thing actually what happened to me to prove this point I was they asked me to go on the rain and I've had 16 yeah. miscarriages and they asked me to go on the rain and um talk about the miscarriages so they run me up now I'm like a robot I've had 16 miscarriages so alright the first one I was like oh, what the fuck second, third, fourth all going on and when it got to like the sixth I'm like oh, I might never have kids then I'm a bit emotional about it but then I had Harrison and then I'm like thinking oh yeah everything's going to be fine then I've had loads more in between and it comes to a point I don't know if it was 10, 11 or 12 I don't know but it comes to a point when I'm like this is part of my life I'm used to it and I am a little bit emotionless about it and this is what's happening so I told them matter of fact what had gone on with the miscarriages and they rung my agent back up and was like, oh, we don't want her to come on the show because we think that she's too hard and the public won't want to. I'm like, this isn't about oh, that could people. A, oh, that could actually be a massive help to women yeah, to help. who are That's at, ho- at home and can't deal yeah. like about it. And I was like, no, well, this it should give people hope. Like, See, at the time, I was pregnant with Grace and I'm like, I've had 16 miscarriages, but I've carried on. I've started three businesses throughout. I've had a son. I'm pregnant again. I've been on The Apprentice. I've gone through all of these things all whilst wondering if I will actually ever have children and I've got through it so when somebody is on the first or second or third or twelfth miscarriage then you know don't give up you do not fucking crumble and uh, keep going that's, that's like that. the best example that you could ever give anyone like I don't get don't it they don't like it the public well, the, well these the producers and the agents think that you, you need shouldn't to say this you need to you crumble you can't that. be a strong person people want me to act the, people <clears throat> want me to for ver- like various reasons want me to like I've obviously like this lady that's kind of done a bit of tweaking and stuff with the book because obviously if I wrote a book just by myself people would be like what the fuck is this <laughs> well it's a discussion not very good at getting back on email so. yeah but um, no I've done a lot I've done a lot of it myself but she's had to kind of tweak how I've said of the grammar certain things, things yeah but she um, so when she's tweaked things and I've I've gone back to her I'm like no that's not what I said. She's like, Helen, but you can't say it. You're making light of something. That's not a light topic. I went, I'm not making light of it. I went, but I'm not going to sit here and start saying like, and then this time happened and... Like, yeah. I, thought I'm, I sound like I'm trying to be a fucking victim. Yeah. And like, some of my friends have said, I don't know why you don't just play that card. Like, why but don't if, you just yeah, do it? It's not and I went, but that's not that. me. I went, you've got to kind of, what do you do? It's either, and I'm sure you'll agree, because obviously you've done TV work, sometimes there is so much fakeness in that fucking world. This is why I don't have an agent. Mm. Because you kind of I train. After that incident, I don't. You trained like, to say, this. did that toss pot, um, Dan Wooden, put a picture on um, 
Oh, I fucking hate him. He put a picture on of my godson on, on... It was only up for a matter of minutes. And I said to my agent, I went, if he doesn't get... I was crying. I was screaming. I was that angry. Like, he said that was my son. For a start off, why are you looking for pictures of my son? So he's uploaded this picture. It was, like I said, it was only on, like... So it was on, like, a newspaper. The, the son, which I can't bear anyway, because they've just absolutely torn me to shreds in the past as well but they put it on uh, Twitter and uh, I said to me so I said um, I tweeted him laws of abuse she said delete the tweet <laughs> and then she said to me um, I'll speak to his uh, the editor I went if that fucking picture isn't off I said I'm going to go in on him I went get that fucking picture off of my yeah. godson now and um, so I started calling him a nonce I was like you're a fucking nonce why are you going through my Instagram finding pictures of my godson you fucking pedo and I said oh and she, I got an email the next day. She, um, she said, I can't represent you anymore. <laughs> Fine, but don't fucking upload pictures of my fucking best friend's kids, you stupid fucking pedo bastards. What are you doing? Maybe nonsense and pedo is, is erring on the side of harsh. It was, <laughs> but, extreme. No, I but no, so, I understand that. If, if, like, they are my world. My yeah. best friend is my well, world. I mean, my godson is my world. Children so you're talking about me as a, you're calling me a hooker and you're trying to find a picture of my son. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Say what you like about me. Be nasty. Be as ruthless as you want about me. But why are you trying to find a picture? Yeah. Of, uh, this is Helen and her son climbing a tree back in her happier times. I was like, it's not even my kid. Yeah. Like, my son isn't anywhere. Yeah, no. I mean, they're just fucking rude. But it's, it is just anything for That's a That's wrong. So, so, then it, so how have you found it now? You brought the book. Obviously, you did this interview with, with Jerry McHale, uh, who was, wasn't great with you, was he? You, you say oh, he, was, he name-dropped, didn't he? What do you mean? He's... he's uh, Clean's brand. Oh, had, did he say he had, that? He had to name drop. Did, I, I did actually watch it, but I didn't. Oh no! Yeah, Which yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. showed him up. Yeah. I thought mm, that was a bit of a bell end move. You meant to keep that in your head because, as a presenter, you meant to be like impartial, yeah. really, and you've just now said that you're her friend. And the, I mean, I do feel like it is obvious. You wanted to, to just like, give oh, me. Do a... you not feel sorry for it? Do you know? And you're like, oh yeah, of course. But it was ten years ago. I know, and now, do you know what? At the point, I, I'm actually got to the point now where no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel sorry for her. Uh, I actually feel sorry for people. Who are close to me who you know I've affected their lives it's not my job to feel sorry for a stranger yeah I did at the time and I did say sorry and I, I was really upset I did say sorry to her and I meant it I didn't want to hurt someone she's never done anything to me she didn't deserve it but time's moved on do I still feel sorry for her? no I, I think people should just leave her alone I, I genuinely don't think she's asked I think she's a mum who wants to concentrate on her kids and I think she's accepted that maybe her husband is just always going to be dishonest with her. If mm. that's her cup of tea, let her drink it and leave her alone. Yeah. It's and no one see, else's you're, business. You're, I know, and the thing is, everybody's like, oh, what about clean when you're bringing out this book? But you're like, well, what about your son? Oh. Like, yeah, I've, I've got you. That's what I've said. I went, no one give a shit about my... When I was basically saying to him that I would lie and say, Jenny's made it all up, she's delusional, I, was, I said, we got to the room, so this is before it all came out, I said... I said to him that um, I'll say it's a lie, I'll stand in court and I'll say we got to the room and you chickened out and we ended up having a drink me and we got off. So I agreed to do all this. But when the book um, when the book was fucking thrown his way in, in court, I didn't hear anything from him. He just threw me to the wolves then. Which Even though I was, agreeing, I was agreeing to lie to his wife. And what, so you went to court about it? He went to court, he was trying to stop it from coming out. 
All right, and so then when you're in court, he's gone. So what then did there's just too much evidence, obviously stacked against him, and the judge basically said, "No, you be, you can't get an injunction." Oh, but I was begging for an injunction. Like I wish more than anything, I had footage of me going sitting in his agent's room, which I know for a fact will have been filmed. It was definitely recorded because they've probably thought I've gone there to blackmail them. So I know I know I've been being recorded. Yeah. I sat down and I just they went. Um, so what do you want? And I went please stop my name from going in the paper. That's all I want. I can't afford an injunction. Because I spoke to a solicitor beforehand, um, and he was like, Helen, talking 50 grand. And I was like, well, I've not got 50 grand. He went, you need to go and liaise with his agents. So I was like, please stop it. Anyway, they asked me to sign this thing. Now, luckily, I had this solicitor as a friend, and he said, tell me you didn't sign that piece of paper. I said, I've not. I've asked if I can bring it away. He went, thank God. He went, they're going to throw the book at him, Helen. If she's got text proving that you've met, they're going to throw the book at him and they're not bothered about you. Yeah. He went, don't sign that piece of paper. He went, because if you do, that means that when it does all come out, you you will not be able to talk. Yeah, and so you can never like yeah. defend yourself or say a piece. Mm-hmm. And so then it was that the point then when you stopped being an ascot? Oh no, I'd stopped well before that. I'd met. Oh, it all finished. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I kind of let all my friendship fizzle with with her um, I'd met um, the guy that I was kind of with at the time so that's why I kind of come away from her because I thought obviously I've met someone new and I was thinking shit I don't want him to know that I've ever done this and, oh, right. and then um, what was he like when he found out did you take going well, it was actually quite <laughs> it's quite funny actually yeah, is it rung, funny though or is it just extreme again everything in your life is extreme Helen. you're like oh it's funny this he rung me up, <laughs> we had a name I'm not arsed he was an arsehole anyway but he rung me up and he was like oh have you seen what that Jenny Thompson's done and I was like yeah and he went um, it's saying that there's another girl who is it and he listed a few other girls and I just didn't speak and he just went it's fucking you innit and I just went uh, yeah I was like yeah I went, but so it was like a year ago you went, I don't fucking believe this. I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry about me. And then what, did you stay together? Yeah, we stayed together because the amount of crap that I did for him, like, that was a le- At the end of the day, he was, like, up to all sorts and fucking, he needed my support, he needed my finances and things like that. Um, so we kind of just tried to put it to bed, really. It was more like he enjoyed the money that I was making from it as well. So, and so then, right? Okay, so then, amazing what people accept when there's money involved. No, yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Like my mum knew I did it. My mum knew I escorted. She asked for a fucking. She asked if I could get a cotton, a football shirt for my cousin. (laughs) So everyone was like, "Oh, you came from this lovely background and all this." I'm like, "Fuck off." We're giving handouts all the time. She wasn't asked. She was like, "I know what you're doing." And I was like, "Yeah." And you're still taking money off me. You want about? Yeah. So like, obviously, again, like I'm talking about someone that's ill. She's ill now, but um, she wasn't ill at the time when she was taking money off me. Yeah. People are very quick to do the whole like, oh, your mum should must have been heartbroken. I'm like, <laughs> not really. <laughs> she, 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 she went shopping. <laughs> that, that sorted her right out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's sick. So then, so then, obviously, you did Big Brother. You won Big Brother. Congratulations. The fix, though. <laughs> it was, is that what we were saying? <laughs> yeah. It was a fix. She's done something. 
she slept with the producer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, because they can control it. It's completely, totally out of their hands, like, the whole, that, that whole side of things, like, yeah. you know, the vaulting. They have nothing to do with the show. Well, I mean, I, I don't. Just to clear that one up. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't imagine it'd be fixed anyway. I, I think you were, you were just a character who people are like, they love you or they hate you. You are, there, there is never going to be somebody who's like, oh, I can't make my mind I don't want to be that person. I actually enjoy, I, I kind of get a thrill out of people not liking me anyway, because people that don't like me are my worst nightmare kind of people anywhere yeah. like if someone doesn't like me it's usually because they're a liar or they're snaky uh, they're a shit friend they have a hidden agenda they're all people I couldn't be asked with in life anyway yeah so it's not skin off my nose people who do like me are really on my wavelength yeah just like normal yeah normal talk yeah and then now um, you are on with you do eyebrows microblading I, I don't microblade I do um, eye tattoo do no I don't microblade I hate microblading I used to microblade but I don't anymore no I do send I do the actual tattooing. It's the manual tattooing. I thought that is microblading. Where you do them no, lines? No, that's microblading. Also, what do you I'm mean? Like against, I'm against that now. So I just I use a tattoo gun. You do it with a tattoo gun, but with makeup. Oh, right, what? Well, and it's permanent? Semi-permanent. Yeah, semi-permanent, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I thought it was still... No, that. I don't do that. I don't like right. it. Um, so so you've chose to go on your own, have your own business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then let's um, let's summarise here. What advice... Our listeners are between 15 and 30. Oh, God. What advice? I feel like I know what's going to You're under 18, end. turn off! <laughs> What uh, advice would you give people with regards to careers, business, self-employed, university? What would you say you have learned over all these years in a mixed career experience background? Work hard at school and ignore people at term end. Like I've got, I'm going through this at the moment. Like people, my son's so intelligent, and then he get get more on saying to him, "I know what GCSEs aren't that important." Shut up. Like, he's intelligent and I want him to do well. So going without derailing off that, work at school and if you've not got the ability to do well academically, then get stuck into something like hands-on and do what you want to do. So in my opinion, as long as you're not a bum, what does it matter? If you've, if you've got drive, go and find something that you're good at. Everyone is good at something. Like, I've got a passion for eyebrows. I love eyebrows and things like that. So, like... I enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's that's basically all. I, I mean, given what I've been through and stuff, I've been through, I hate that. I've been on such a journey. But, um, like, I hate that kind of phrase, but I don't feel like I can always give advice because people... 100% you can give advice. Your career choices have been a a little different to others, but of course you can because people have never been through that. People have never watched... Yeah, if if I, like, summed it all up, like, for the younger people watching, work hard at school. Schools are there for a reason. Be grateful that we have an education system that actually want, want you to do well. If you can do well, do well. You know, if you've got the ability to go to uni and get something under your belt, do it. Work your ass off and try and see. Try and meet your potential as best as you can. People that are in the escorting world, if you want to be an escort, then be an escort. Like, there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing really wrong in it because people are always going to have this kind of life anyway. Men are always going to kind of seek for that kind of arrangement, whether it's being paid or not being paid. Um, My opinion really would be, if you're not hurting anyone, then, you know, you're not hurt. Don't get me wrong, like, I don't have a problem hurting people that are arseholes. But if... (laughs) See how I try and be nice and then it just goes wrong. Um, but if you're not hurting anyone, then what's your pro- what's the problem? And you just getting on with, if you're just getting on with your own life. And I say this to people that kind of say, I said to this woman last week who said something to me, and I was like, don't get emotional about someone else's life. Yeah. 
Don't waste the energy. I, I actually thought when I said what advice you have with people, the phrase I, I thought was going to come out of your mouth is don't be a twat. I've, I've heard you say this. <laughs> but don't it be is, a twat. It's actually really good advice. Stop being a twat as well. There's so many twats. Just go on and don't be a twat. Right, okay. And so when's your book out as well, Helen? 3rd of June. 3rd of June. And you can get it on Amazon, Kindles. Amazon, yeah. Stores, Waterstones. Or... It's going to be on Book of the Week. Um, so in Waterstones and I've only just put it in my bio on my fucking Instagram for God's sake like so it's in the bio the, the publisher, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's there if you want to buy it as well ignore the front cover though they've got the wrong front cover which is really annoying me every time I look at it but um, yeah um, yeah it's available from the 3rd of June but you can pre-order it um, and for those people that hate me it's doing really well <laughs> yes alright thank you very much Helen thank Thanks for listening. Please remember to visit www.michaela-wayne.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback and don't troll.